Okay, so today what we're going to do is um, we have a special Sunday today. We have a special weekend, of, actually, of baptisms. So yesterday, one of our 4 p.m. gathering people, Dashana, he was baptized. So we've already had one. And today we have a bunch of people getting baptized after this gathering around at the Pereira's house, where they have a moderately, slightly heated pool, which is going to be great. Because um, we've, we've always done our baptisms in the beach. At the beach, has been a really special place to do them. But the, the water quality is just getting sketchy. Um, and so as a bit of a health and safety thing, we're taking the baptisms to the pool for a while. Um, so if you are here today because you're wanting to um, witness some baptisms, that is going to be happening straight after the gathering. We're going to be heading over to the Pereira's house. I'll have details at the end of the um, of, of hearing the stories. We'll have the, um, the address up there and you can take a photo of that on your phone so you know where to get to. But um, what I want to do today is just in holding this moment, it, it, it's, a, it's an important thing for us to celebrate as a community. And so we're going to be hearing from some of the people who are getting baptized today, not, not all of them, but some of them. We're going to hear some of their stories. So it's just such a cool thing for us to all hear. And, and one of the things that's quite tricky about life in church is it's hard to know how we're doing. It's hard to know if we're winning or not. It's hard to know is there progress or not. It's a hard thing to measure. But one of the things we can always, always take encouragement from is people's stories. Because stories tell us the real thing of what's going on. They, they, they give us a metric to measure of how things are really going. And so today as we hear these stories, they can be faith building. They can encourage us. Um, we can celebrate these things together. So although we're not doing our normal teaching series today, this is a very, very good placeholder. This is a very good thing to be doing today, hearing each other's stories. And so I want to invite you to stand for the reading of our text today. Today's text is Romans chapter 6, 1 to 14. And I'm actually just going to be reading this version of the, uh, sorry, the text today from the, the uh, message paraphrase today. So we're reading from the Message Bible, and it says this. This is Romans 6, 1 to 14. So what do we do? Do we keep on sinning so God can just keep on forgiving? No, I should hope not. If we have left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize that we packed up and we left there for good. That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. And when we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace. It's a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. And when we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father, so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. So could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin-miserable life. No longer captive to sin's demands. So what we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. 
When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. And so from now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. Hang on to every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. And that's what Jesus did. And this means you must not give sin a vote in the way that you conduct your life. Don't give it a time of day. Don't run even the smallest errands that are connected to the old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. This is the word of God for us today. Amen. Grab a seat. Romans chapter 6 is a wonderful piece of the scriptures on baptism, speaking about the story of baptism. And today we are witnessing and celebrating baptisms together. Now, not all of us are going to see the actual event. The actual event's going to be happening in an hour and a half or two hours' time. Um, most of us missed yesterday's one when Deshana got baptized in the ocean. But today we are witnessing the stories of baptism, the, con- the considerations of baptism, the declarations of intent with baptism. And so what is it that we're celebrating as we think of baptism? Well, firstly, baptism tells a story. Baptism tells a story. What is that story? Well, it harks back to a very important story for the Israelites. The story is that they were in this land where they were slaves. They were in Egypt. And they were in this land building the, the temple of, uh, the, sorry, the, the empire of Egypt. They were having to work hard and all they knew was the slavery life. And God brought them out of that circumstance brought them out of that place miraculously, and he entered them into this journey towards this new land. It's by God's miracle they walked out of that land. It's by God's provision that they walked out of that land. It's by God's invitation that they walked out of that land. It's by God's goodness and deliverance that they walked out of that land, and they walked into this journey towards their promised land. And if you're listening to Romans 6 there, you can hear the same story being told, the same idea Paul is saying, we've left that land of sin and slavery and we've entered into this new resurrected life with Christ. We're walking into a new place. We are not in Egypt anymore. We're now heading towards this new place, this kingdom of God life that he's invited us to. So baptism tells a story. The the people who are going to get into the water later on today, they're telling that story. I've left that land and I'm entering into the new one. Second thing that baptism does, baptism is costly. It's costly. You know, we've, um, we have usually done baptisms in very public places at the beach. And I remember um, Ashley Lala's one in particular recently, where we literally had to try and get Ashley out past like people on, on stand-up paddle boards and kids with flutter devices and all sorts of stuff to find a space to baptize her. And I remember as everyone just looked at us like, what are you guys doing? You know, it was weird. It was, it was a weird thing. It was costly to our, to our pride. It was like, we look a bit weird as we do this. 
But actually, the story of the church with baptism is a fascinating one because in the Reformation, when the Reformation was happening, there was a little group in the Reformation called the Anabaptists. And while the Reformation was happening and all of this reconsideration was going on in the church and people were sort of fighting for these new things, um, literally fighting, uh, the Anabaptists became known as Anabaptists, another baptism. Because what happened is they believed that people needed to make their own decision to be baptized. So in the Catholic Church, people were being baptized as infants, and the Anabaptists said, but they weren't making a decision when that happened, so we should baptize them again. So they started baptizing people again, another baptism. But actually, the reformers actually disagreed with a lot of this, and actually they then started to persecute the Anabaptists, and they then killed them. They were actually martyred. They were killed by being um, tied to rocks and thrown into rivers and drowned. And so Anabaptism actually became um, a derogatory term for them. They were dying via another baptism. Baptism has been costly in the story of the church. Uh, I've been on mission trips in underground countries where I've watched as people have been baptized and it costs them literally everything to get in the water. Their families disown them. Like it's costly to make the stand and say, I'm, I'm heading in this trajectory now. Now, I mean, most of the people that are being baptized today, that's not their story. That's not the costly nature of this, I'm sure. But, but actually, there's an element of realizing this is actually a very important and big deal. It's a big deal. It's, it's not just some sort of little ritual we're doing. There's actually something deep and costly to this. Thirdly, baptism is physical. You know, I still remember my baptism. If you've been baptized, do you still remember it? I, I hope so. You know, it's physical. It's, it involves all of our senses. Our whole body wakes up in that moment, especially if the, the water's really cold. Um, we wake up, and we're doing this series called Matter Matters at the moment, which is talking about our life lived in this sort of sacramental way. And it's, so it is with baptism. It's this physical space, a physical means for us to experience a spiritual reality, a spiritual truth. And so as our body gets wet and as our body goes under that water and gets cold and so, it's something that wakes us up that would never forget this moment, never forget this story, never forget this cost that we're saying yes to. There's something that's physical about it for a reason. I think it's that we would remember it. And lastly, baptism is a witness to tell us all. You know, I, I hope even as, us, as we give a little bit of focus to baptism today, as we just consider it a little bit more, I hope that even in just holding it in front of us together today, we're all remembering our own moments of baptism. And I hope they were even just considering, am I living up to the measure of what I was baptized for that day? Have I kept walking in that way? Have I kept living in that trajectory, that, that, that journey that I committed to that day? Have I too, have I too started to walk in the way of Jesus? How am I going? You know, every time I go to a wedding, it actually makes me think about my own commitment to my own wife. And I think it's maybe the same in this moment. As we, as we hear these stories of these people who are going to be baptized later on today, as we cheer them on, as we pray for them in a few more minutes, you know, may it also remind all of us, may the witness of this remind all of us that this is important for all of us. So let's hear some stories. Enough of that. Let's hear some stories. So we're going to start by hearing from, I think let's do Riley and Banner first, yeah? Banner and Riley, why don't you guys come up? Come on up. And as they come up, a round of applause for two reasons. Number one, they're getting baptized. Number two, they just got engaged a couple of weeks ago. Hey. <laughs> come on up, guys. Come on up. Who's going to go first? Riley. Awesome. Come on, buddy. How does this thing work? <laughs> Uh, hello everyone, my name is Riley, for those of you who I have not met yet. Um, I suppose 
I, I tried writing notes on what I might say for this moment, and every time I like put pen to paper, I got sidetracked, distracted, whatever, and so I didn't end up getting anything, so I think the most fitting thing is to start with how I ended up in this church specifically, or any church in general, because um, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Um, I was, my only experiences with church was, I think there was once mum was going through some stuff and she took us to some, like to a couple of sermons that she watched and we got given colouring in notes and we just sat there colouring through it and that was like, that was my first experience. And then my second experience was, um, I had a group of friends at school and, you know, uh, youth group is where all the, the girls are. And so that's where they wanted to go. So, woohoo, let's go to youth group. <laughs> so I followed them along to there, and that was experience too. Um, yeah, and then I suppose then getting to here, I went on a date with a girl who's now my fiance. <laughs> and uh, the first date, she said to me, um, This is really important to me, and you have to come at least five times. And <laughs> my response wasn't as friendly. I, uh, I said, there's no way I'm ever stepping foot in a church, maybe with a few other words. And <laughs> for whatever reason, that wasn't a thing for her to run away. And she stuck with me. And the next week, I was at church. <laughs> so I obviously uh, didn't hold that very tightly to what I believed in. <laughs> And yeah, so that journey for me was just crazy. It was, uh, yeah, I think whatever preconceived ideas I had of what church was were totally thrown out the window. I was invited into this beautiful community and it's just been growth for the last two years for me. Um, I did Alpha Course, which I'm seeing some smiley faces that I did it with. Uh, that was pretty important because um, that was something that I invited Banner to do Alpha with me and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And then she never showed up, which was, <laughs> it was good though, because it meant that I actually had my own faith that I was growing. It wasn't something that was attached to Banner. It was something for myself. So thank you for not coming to Alpha. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of that journey. And then for two years, I've contemplated the idea of getting baptized. And it's kind of a case of, well, I hate standing in front of people, so I didn't want to do that bit. So here we are. So <laughs> um, that aspect kind of made me not want to do it. But there was just something in me that was just always like, this is something I want to do. And for me, I think it's super fitting that the place where I came and this like little seed of faith grew, which was this building specifically, is like the first week back, I'm here to talk about my story and get baptized. So for me, that's super important. And yeah, it's just been, it's just been great learning the love of Jesus and how to apply that to your everyday life I think it's uh yeah there's been so many just like whirlwind moments of my faith I've been like really strong and then I've been like really not strong and then just like all over the place but through it all just the most consistent thing has been just like you know believing in Jesus and that he loves me and that that's enough yeah Um, 
I grew up in a large Christian family, but I never really knew or understood the love of God and who he was. My dad suddenly passed away when I was 13, and it was an extremely hard time for me, and it still was till I hit my 20s. I held so much anger towards God by thinking he took my father away from me. I've come to the understanding that God is my father and he lives within me, that he will provide for me and that he will never leave me. CV has been such a place of deep healing and learning. I actually don't know where I would be or what I'd be doing if I didn't set foot in here. So thank you. Thanks. Love you guys. So, why don't we grab a couple more people, um, Charlotte, uh, Danette, come and stand with us as well, and Britt. Does that sound good? Yeah? Charlotte, Danette, Britt, come on up. That's it. Welcome up. Charlotte's going to go first. Now, Jared was also going to get baptized, but actually he woke up yesterday feeling quite unwell with vertigo, and so he's actually had to sadly pull out today, So, um, which is quite a sad thing, but um, he's going to rain check that for another time. Um, Charlotte, you're going to go first? Yeah? So this is Charlotte. Atamarie hetifano. I'm Ko Charlotte Takawingua. And so, I'm not used to a microphone. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, can you hear me? Yes, good, good, okay. <laughs> like, like an ice cream, very good. Um, so I've been coming to Central Vineyard now for almost five years, and it's been really wonderful. Um, most Sundays you will find me residing in the back row. I am a wee bit of a self-proclaimed back row bandit. Um, they are the best seats in the house, in my opinion, so I would, I would recommend sitting there one time. It is, it is very good. Um, just quickly before I share my story, I just want to take a little moment to express the deep gratitude that I have for this community. Um, this is a very special and beautiful space filled with honest, wholesome people who personify the love and kindness of God. Over the last few years, you've played such an integral role in my spiritual formation um, and journey to this moment, and for that I am very grateful. It's not often you get the opportunity to stand in front of everybody and express your gratitude, so I thought I'd just quickly carpe diem that moment while I had the chance. And I have been incredibly blessed to have grown up in the church in a Christian home with a loving family. From a young age, I learned about Jesus and the love that he has for us. I had a safe and fun and joyful childhood. Things started to get a little bit more interesting around the age of 16. It wouldn't be until about nine years later that I would learn that I had severe anxiety. And for a couple of years during that period, um, undiagnosed anorexia. While that period of my life was very up and down, painful at times, with some confusion and many questions, I never gave up faith and hope in God. I just didn't invite him into my situation. And for some reason for me, it just didn't occur that I could. Fast forward about eight years, and it wasn't until about the end of 2019 that I realized that I was in a space of quasi-recovery, that there were some things that I needed to work through and some mahi that I needed to do. So I made the decision to seek counseling, and I feel that was a real pivotal moment for me. It was then that I realized I could invite God into my situation, so I did, and things didn't suddenly resolve, and I wasn't radically changed. And still, to this very day, I have my struggles and I have my wobbly moments, like I'm shaking right now. (laughs) 
but he started what has been currently a very slow and long journey of renewal. And over the last three years, I have drastically grown in my spiritual journey with God. In many ways and through many avenues, specifically people, he has revealed to me the essence of who he is and the deep unwavering love that he has for us. He's taught me that even though he holds my heart and I've chosen to follow his ways, that I will still go through hardship and suffering in this life. It's inevitable on the side of resurrection, but my suffering can have purpose, um, the passive aspect of spiritual formation, and that he actually meets us in that space, and that Jesus incarnate as humans suffered, so he understands on an experiential level why I still have many unanswered questions. He's growing me in my capacity to sit in the space of the unknown, to hold faith and peace while coexisting between knowing and mystery. Not choosing fatalistic acquiescence, but choosing to actively trust that despite my unanswered questions, that he has my best interests at heart and not what I define as my best interests, but what he defines as my best interests. And he's redefining my identity as the honest and simple goodness of being his intentionally created child and that even in my brokenness and sin, I am still dearly loved, the very heart of grace. With that being said, um, and there's a lot more that I could say, but I risk turning this into some kind of long-winded sermon that I would never want to subject anybody to. No, no. Um, it's a real honor and privilege to get baptized today. Um, and for me, this physically symbolizes my current and future journey as an apprentice of God. Thank you. This is my reading on behavior management, so I'll go on to this side. <laughs> um, classroom management. So my name is Danette, and I've been at CV for the last two and a half years, almost. Um, and like Charlotte said, it's been such a special community, and I feel really blessed to be here. Um, I too grew up, and I feel really blessed to have grown up in an amazing Christian family with phenomenal parents who taught me about the love of Jesus and also just showed it to me. Um, so I guess baptism is something that I've thought about a lot, but always had an excuse to why not. Um, and I think one of them was definitely speaking in front of people, and the other one was just feeling like I wasn't ready. Um, but I think in, especially in the last year, God's been telling me that this is not the truth, and rather that I've been made worthy through his love and his grace for me. Um, a simple definition of the gospel that has helped me with this idea is that the gospel is this, that we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe, yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hoped. Um, so that's why today I've chosen to get baptised because God accepts me and welcomes me exactly as I am, and I want to say yes to him. And I know that he has more life, freedom, joy, and hope in store for me, and I want that. Um, hi, my name's Britt. I've been coming to Central Vineyard for about 10 months now. Um, prior to that, I 
wasn't a Christian. I, in fact, I had quite a negative view of Christianity. Um, and that's based on my childhood experience of with it. Um, wow, I'm just getting a bit nervous. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, I didn't have a good view. And I kind of, it was a shame because I always saw myself as a spiritual person who believed in God, but I, I thought to have that relationship, I had to subscribe to this religion that was about oppression and judgment. I didn't want that, and I did not want that, because that was my experience, and um, yeah, and so I, um, anyway, and I was always felt like that was missing from me, that like God aspect, and so in 2019, I, um, well not 2019, like a few years ago, which was 2019, I, um, <laughs> I, um, I got into new age spiritualism, like I, that's all things like crystals, um, I don't know, manifestation, like tarot, clairvoyancy, this sort of thing. And I, at the time it was so great because it, it made me question, like maybe I'd got God wrong. Like for the first time I, I saw God working through that to be like, you've got me wrong. Like, even though it's not right, like, even though he didn't make me choose that, he was working through that. And so I, um, but I was so desperate for God that I like, I left everything for, and moved to Bali in like 2019. I was like, this is it. I've got a one-way ticket. I was able to work remote. And so I was like, man, I'm going to be so woke. I'm going to like align my chakras and like sage my aura. And like, this was me. And so um I went all in and like got really involved in like the Changu expat community in Bali and like yeah went into all these practices and things but I quickly learned that like like I was searching for God and I realized like all these people were like me like we were all like searching and none of us had it we we're all pretending like we had it we we're like yeah like so work and none of us <laughs> knew what was going on and like the deeper I got into these things, the more my like internal alarm system was going off. Like something's not right. Like something's really not right here. And um, yeah, there were all these red flags and my anxiety was through the roof and like kind of like it is now. <laughs> and I ended up leaving Bali um, pretty broken. And I went back after six months, I went back to Wanaka. And it was in that like broken state that I saw like God redirect me redirect my life and um yeah so there's like a whole series of events it's like totally god moments but I will just the main ones were that I um I was made redundant like first week of lockdown and so I was like okay I'll get a new job so I um, emailed AUT for my old transcripts and then next minute I was enrolled to um study up here for the next semester so it's like cool moving to Auckland and um, as soon as level, we went to level two, I think, I was like, I had nowhere to stay. So I was like, I'll go stay with my sister, who's here today. And she lives in Wellington. And so I was like, I'll stay in Wellington for six weeks before going up to Auckland. And then it was in Wellington that I saw how God had changed my sister's life. And I was like, man, like this girl, she, in the past two years, I had seen that she'd changed. But I, um, I'd put it down to the fact that she, became a solo parent at 21, and so she had to grow up really quickly. But, um, someone's got a phone call. <laughs> um, yeah, so she, yeah, she had changed so much, and I knew she'd become a Christian when she was pregnant, but I was like, maybe there's a correlation, maybe not, I don't know. And then she invited me to church one day, and um, 
I remember going, I was so anxious. I was like, I have like nothing to lose. And so I just went along and I sat there and the pastor at the front was speaking and I was like, sitting there like, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, you have no clue. Like, this is all bollocks. Like, sorry, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's all like, yeah, and I, and I remember them even saying like, this Jesus said, if someone slaps your right cheek, then you're left. And I was like, looking around like, this guy's promoting domestic violence, like what? And um, so my head was like arguing against everything that was being said, but my heart, there was something happening. And like, I could feel like, this is me, this is a life demonstration of like, what was happening? And I was like crying and um, yeah, something was happening in my heart and I was like, I wanna go back. So I went back. And then I met her friends, and her friends had that thing that was missing that I, I was like, these people, they have it. And I couldn't put my finger on it, so I kept going back. Um, and eventually I was just, I could feel the Holy Spirit was so present. And like, whenever I feel it, I still cry, which is probably what's happening now. But um, yeah, it was so powerful that I was like, I have been looking, like mentally looking for what that was. And I realized it wasn't, I couldn't, it was... A feeling and it was God and I felt it and so that's why I was convinced from that moment I was like this is what I want and I chose God and so yeah moved to Auckland and came to CV and yeah we went straight into a home gathering and it's been amazing so yeah and today I guess for me getting baptized is about about declaring that I do I give away my old life like I built it on foundations that have already fallen away. Like, I give my life to God and I just pray that I, like, think, speak, act with his wisdom and discernment so that I can live my life the way he wants me to live it. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Stay stay here, stay here. Um, Riley and Banner. Why don't we just, um, why don't Riley and Banner, why don't you guys sort of come up, come from those chairs over to here and just stay on that side of the keyboard. And maybe Charlotte, do you just want to move that way a little bit? And Britt, do you want to just move this way a little bit? I'm um, just spreading them out. And the reason we're spreading them out is because we want to finish by praying for these guys. And and what I'd love for you to do is, this is a this is an all-in church moment. We are the whanau around them today. And so I want to invite you, if there's someone in amongst these stories that you just feel warm towards to come and pray for, we want to invite you to come and to start praying for those people. We're not going to get the band up, we're not going to crank the music, we're just going to keep this really doable, really manageable. So who caught your attention? Who should you come and pray for? Um, Come and pray for them. That's the invitation as we finish this gathering today. We're going to go and baptize these guys, so just put the slide up here, please, David. So if you want to come on to the baptisms, they're at 1pm at 40 Allendale Road, Mount Albert, that's um, at the Pereira's house. Come along, just come along and witness this. But why don't we stand, Etu, Etu, let's all stand. And while these guys are all just here in our midst, we want to bless them and pray for them. So why don't you start coming? Just start coming and gathering around a person that you're drawn to that you think God might want to say something to as we pray for them. Brilliant. I'm going to, when you do sort of get there, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to leave it all to you guys, okay?